0: And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Wow! Nice! Yeah! What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on
1: Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Welcome to episode 28 of the Women's Running Podcast. I'm Esther Newman and this is our sixth Women's Running Workshop. I say workshop and I really truly hope it's a help for some of you, but a lot of it is, as you will know by now, gassing madly about nothing in particular. In this episode, we're getting closer to our half marathon start line and we hear how Holly's running has been going over the last four weeks. Spoiler alert, pretty good actually. Endurance is coming on a pace and I obviously need to slap her wrists about the strength training, but I'm going to let her off the hook because runners always avoid strength and conditioning. So I just see it as part of Holly becoming a proper runner, TM. So we talk about that and we talk about my training too, which I have somehow managed to forget to do. And we talk about the taper, how to do it, when to do it and how it'll help us on race day. We also talk about some other strength exercises we can do using the resistance bands that I dropped off with Holly. You can pick these up for under a tenner online. Do please have a search around and try to spend money with local small businesses if you can. I've been using John Moore Sports in Bath, but other local sports shops are available. Try and add in some resistance band moves to your strength and conditioning sessions with crab walks and clamshells to really give your glutes some oomph. I've also given Holly a couple more exercises so that she can switch these up a bit. So listen in right to the end and I'll go through these in detail. We talk about nutrition too, the sort of breakfast that will help rather than hinder our training, and nutrition strategies during the race, which might include actual jelly babies, whatever gets you through. And what do I have to warn you about? I think I say the word segue too much, I'm afraid, and we absolutely do not hate cyclists or dogs, I promise, despite all indications to the contrary. Don't forget to head to shop.womensrunning.co.uk and enter WRpod at the checkout to get your exclusive 35% discount off Women's Running membership. You'll get the magazine, free access to digital back issues, a free month's subscription to MoveGB, Move at Home, discounts on merchandise and magazines, and loads more besides. Plus, we're going to be adding more benefits during the year, so this is literally just the start of it. Come and join Women's Running. We'd love to have you with us. Happy running. oh dear i don't even know how to start this one now i guess i know we've missed quite a lot haven't we um we have but it i i think it's good
0: news um not that we've missed lots i think i am bringing glad
1: tidings today marvelous i'm looking forward to this because we have we've missed loads we had a we had a little um gap over christmas and then we missed a bit uh recently because we had our guided run, a guided interval run from Oro. Um mm-hmm. so and I know that everyone's desperate to hear how you're doing, whole So how's the running going? Oh, it's going well. Ooh. So I think
0: the I full disclaimer, I had been <laughs> so rubbish up until recently at doing any of the strength training. I was just
1: fair enough, like a proper I runner. Run that-
0: yeah, I did one that that made me sore for about two days and then I was like, nah, and I sacked it off for a bit. Mm. But I've started d- being much more disciplined with it and doing it two or three times a week. And I think it is genuinely making all the difference to my long runs because this week, an hour and a half <gasps> was not at all horrid. That's amazing. I'm really pleased. The first hour was... I, I I feel like that's my place now, where I'm I'm comfortable. An hour run is a is a nice, comfortable run. Isn't that a nice thing to say? Oh my gosh, so lush! I didn't <laughs> think that I would be saying a, a, even a few weeks ago. I was like, oh, I'm never going to be back at that point again. Mm-hmm. But um, I genuinely feel quite comfortable with an hour now. And then the last half an hour was a little bit. Ten minutes. Surely it's been more. cry another 10 minutes <laughs> surely it's been more cry and then finally the last 10 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I am still doing a little bit of hill walking um because despite those hill sprints I do find it's the whole other kettle of fish on a long run when you've mm-hmm. done an hour already and then you're faced with a hill it is a bit horrid but um yeah but I do I'm, I do try and keep ooh. the long
1: runs just just always on the flat because and I have mm. a hill to get back to my front door just the same as you and the longer the run the less often I do that hill as a run I just use it as my as my cool down as a walk yeah um yeah because it's, it's a horrible thing to add to the end of a run I think
0: I know I think that's what I should do really so I I, I did a, a loop of the sort of like almost the bath the bath half where I will go out of town to the dual carriageway back Mm
1: -hmm. along
0: sorry again everybody who isn't from (laughs) bath how horribly boring (laughs) and uh, back along the canal because i love it this is something everybody can actually relate to wherever you live generally speaking i love a canal run because you're just oh you're straight along yeah you're, you you did most of your marathon on, along the canal didn't you oh
1: I love it and it's so flat it's so flat ah. apart from when it's been raining and then you have to puddle jump but um mm. and, yeah and that's it, slightly and annoying it is and cyclists being behind you yeah and dog walkers mm. I've worked out it's not dogs I dislike it's their owners oh god what mm. are they doing I'm off, I'm putting off <laughs> it's, it's bad owners of dogs not all owners of dogs just bad owners yeah. Those, but those people that give you the benign smile when their massive, huge dog leaps on your four-year-old and terrifies mm-hmm. the hell out of it. Um, no, yeah, I think, uh, I think the only issue with a canal path is its narrowness, really. But it's because you have to, selfishly, you have to share it, don't you, with, with other people, which I think is unfair. Yeah. I think we need our own See, private. I, I
0: quite like, I don't mind, I'll represent, for fairness, I'll represent the other half. I, I, like I, I don't mind the dogs. Oh, good, good. <laughs> yeah i don't mind even large dogs with who aren't very disciplined and leap all over you i'm fine with them it, mm-hmm. I, I think my real thing is i do get a bit annoyed at cyclists
1: yeah
0: i think we're just gonna get yeah. hate mail this issue, i was just me. about to say anyone else want to slag off?
1: <laughs> swimmers oh no you don't get many of those in the canal do you Melting too many of them yeah. in the canal <laughs> bloody kingfishers <laughs> more endangered species for us to destroy i do i love i absolutely love that canal and i I was thinking about it recently because i was talking to uh i was talking to a friend about where i was going to do the half marathon and i was just going to replicate the half marathon route Mm. and i've changed that's what i was going to do i've changed my mind yeah and i think it's because because i'm secretly hoping for a bit of a pb Mm. and uh, I don't want to stop at traffic lights so fair enough I'm are you
0: going to canal it half the way I'm gonna down half the way back. I'm
1: going to go up and down just like I did with the marathon yeah so I think I think that would probably take me to Freshford and back again sorry for no locals <laughs> 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 be like,
0: Freshford. Freshford other <laughs> local towns are available <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, I'm quite tempted to do something similar because I just find, obviously, in the if you're if you're running a half marathon and you are trying to replicate the route that your usual city or whatever would have, city running is not that is not is not ideal. Like as you were saying with traffic lights, that's really annoying if you want to try and get a PB. Mm-hmm. But also, just generally, like twists and turns and I I get yeah. more panicky with city running I like the canal or footpath or whatever whatever your chosen bit might be where you can just sort of run without thinking mm-hmm. I, I get a bit distracted and I'm not focusing on the running so much and that's when I end up doing 10 minutes or oh, surely not okay yeah. I have to do another 10 because if I'm just sort of doing it right I'll go around this square again and then maybe I'll go to boots and then I'll go (laughs) and then it just ends up being quite a stoppy starty but
1: this is where where I think I I think you have hit on one of the half marathon top tips here which is to know your route Mm. one of the reasons why I actually really like road running I think it definitely has a place a huge place in my heart because I know where I'm going Mm. and it means that you know there's definitely a place for going trail and exploring nature and not bothering about watches and times and splits and all that kind of thing Mm -hmm. going on a road knowing where you're going means like in my head I know exactly what my four mile route is my five mile my six right Mm -hmm. up to 20 now because of the marathon yeah I know exactly where I would go to get those miles in so Mm -hmm. I I just don't have to think about it and yeah the same whether, whether it's the canal feels like a bit of a road run as well um, just a more pleasant one because of the herons yeah. and the kingfishers, who I, who I really do actually like. Yes, um, me too. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's kind of yeah the the planning of your route, so you don't have to think about oh, I've I've only done. 12 and a half miles how am I going to get that other 0.6 of a mile to to kind of squeeze in that half? Oh, just yeah I did your so route. much of so that useful. the first
0: time round. so much of it was like okay and now into town and surely that will be a mile and oh it wasn't quite okay so maybe I'll just go up and down this road a couple of times and yeah. it's quite demoralizing And I, I'm, I'm with you in that that's something that I completely underestimated for Mm -hmm. second time round would be how much easier it is to drag yourself out of bed when you're like, I know what I'm, I'm, what I'm doing. I know where I'm going. Yeah. I used to freak out about that loads before I'd really started. I remember the first time I had to do something like five miles and I had absolutely no idea. I can't tell you where I went or what I, what I did. Mm-hmm. I think I just sort of ran off into the distance. and <laughs> I didn't know where I was going, or
1: that's why things like um, I w- without wanting to kind of drop in brands and things, but things like mm-hmm. Map My Run can be so useful. And I used to really, really like going on de- using Map My Run on on a desktop computer, just so that I could just plot my run, Which, yeah. and it never quite, not never exactly married up with Strava and Garmin but it was pretty much there so mm. you could kind of figure out those sorts of things and that, it meant that I kind of enjoyed it and I could be a bit of a kind of planning map nerd and get yeah. that sort of thing sorted but yeah like if you're if you've done a half marathon last year you know your five six seven mile routes and so you can kind of just do the same ones again like I yeah. look forward to that canal run um because I would run from Brafflon Avon back to Bath um did I say on Avon? I meant Brafflin-on-Avon. Brafflin-on-Avon. Mm. Um, I think you said on avon I think I did, but anyway. Um, <laughs> uh, but I would, I would run, I would get the train to Brafflin-on-Avon and run to Bath. And it was usually my, my last, longest run before doing mm. the half. Um, and so that meant that it was in February. And it was usually around the time when the wild garlic was coming out. <gasps> oh, it was lush. And so it, <laughs> you'd run past all this garlic just growing by the side of the canal path. Um, and it just it gave you a sense of spring, of mm-hmm. niceness, of lovely food. It always made me just think of roast chicken. Um, yeah, it was just because <laughs> that's what I like to stuff up a chicken's bum. In, and that's what wherever. you're probably
0: having when you get home. Sunday exactly, long that mm-hmm. kind of
1: thing. So yeah. I always found that quite a glorious prospect. But one thing I wanted, I did want to fess up to you. Mm-hmm. I think I did mention it before. Um, but all this time that I've been talking to you about your training and what you've been doing, I'd forgotten to do mine, um, sort of forgetting that I'm also doing a half marathon in March. It honestly well, got two weeks ago and I was like, oh, no.
0: <laughs> you're already starting off from a better point because I was going from after the half marathon in, so when was that, March, early March 2020, um, little did we know um mm-hmm. what was to come well actually we sort of started to know what was to come didn't we um but that was the last time that I ran and then I kind of just got freaked out all of the COVID stuff made me a bit nervous and I, I had a period of about six months where I just did absolutely nothing mm-hmm. whereas you are coming from a place of being a very fit
1: and very injured right very... <laughs> oh that is true you have had an injury yeah well I, I don't know it's just it, I don't know it's lovely because because doing what we're doing having these conversations it's um it's the accountability which I think is wonderful and and I think we've probably talked about that before but I think having yeah. that um knowing that you know what I'm doing that's the thing that a few weeks ago made me go Oh Christ! I have been yeah. forcing Holly to do hill sprints. and I have not done a single hill sprint in like four <laughs> months. So, um, the, like the, the nice. very next day, I had that awareness. Is like, right? Okay, I'm going out. I'm going to give myself a one. horrible hill sprint session, which I did. Yeah. Grim. And, yeah. <laughs> I, <laughs> I thought oh, so about
0: sorry. it yesterday on my long run. I was thinking about the fact that we have not only you, because I've I've used you quite a lot to hold myself accountable in life. <laughs> But last time, last time particularly, I was like, we were doing it as a kind of corporate team and Uh the women's running team were running it. And I was like, I can't let the teammates down. But this time around having the podcast, when I was running yesterday, I was like, "There there are thousands of people who want to know whether... Well, maybe I'm being myself up a bit much. I'm not that famous, but I did have a moment where I
1: was like. There are literally millions of people wanting to know how far you are. Yeah,
0: there are millions of people (laughs) desperate to find out what I'm doing on my Sunday morning. (laughs) 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 Oh, but I did think about people listening and I was like, they need to, they want somebody that they're doing this alongside. I can't let them, I can't let them down. I can't have them Mm -hmm. having done their seven, eight miler or whatever. And I'm, I sky mine off because I wanted to I tell you
1: what I can add in here because of a conversation that I had last week um Mm. that okay so our half marathon is going to be middle of March but then I will have another challenge for you in May so I'm going to keep on challenging you as well as anyone that wants to listen in and and run alongside us because at that point that would be um it's all right I'm not gonna we're not gonna go from this to like a 268 mile spine race across the Pennines okay. like um I thought what we could do after this is maybe go for a nice 10k in May yeah because the Vitality 10,000 is uh it's the May um half term holiday um I think that's probably the end of May yeah um and I think we can we could do that together and that would be an interesting one to do to think about time a little bit but anyway mm-hmm. we'll get to that later on so we can introduce that um in a few weeks time but um but for now I think the thing is is um literally as we're speaking there's like four weeks to go um until mm-hmm. the half um and when this when this comes out it's going to be a couple of weeks um or, or maybe three weeks until until the half Three weeks, yeah. Um, so, um, so i will
0: hopefully be updating you saying i've done an hour an hour and 45 is my plan
1: yeah so week. you're adding you're adding 15 minutes and then you'll add another 15 yeah. minutes is that right yeah so the idea yeah. would be so two weeks before the half you'd get Get up to about two hours, maybe run a mm-hmm. little maybe a minute or two over the two hours just so that you have the confidence to know that you can run a bit more than two hours. That's kind of quite a nice feeling mm-hmm. um, and then then you then you get into your taper, so we, we can talk about that a bit close to the time, but your taper you can your weekend long run can drop down to ten or eight miles, um, something mm-hmm. like that before the week before maybe eight actually get down get down there to a nice comfy um number um oh no hang on when I say eight miles what I mean is you want to you want to get down to about an, an hour and 20 minutes as your long run as opposed to the yeah two so so you I still do, can't
0: quite help but view it in miles a little bit sometimes try but not to actually because
1: I even though i am just yeah. throwing that spanner in don't 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 listen to me um just drop it down by sort of 30 40 minutes um mm. and you I think in that taper week, don't do a hill sprint, don't do a, don't do an interval training Far session. No, no mm-hmm. Um You just do two small, easy runs, sort of twenty to thirty minutes. And some people will run the day before a race, like just like a ten minute, fifteen minute kind of. I did last year. Mm. Yeah. So if you want to do that, then do that because it can get rid of nerves a little bit.
0: Yeah, I think weirdly enough, last year it it made me more nervous because I did something like 20 minutes and I have no idea where it came from but I was like this is horrible <laughs> <laughs> it was only 20 minutes but I think because I was in the middle of the tapering and I didn't mm. quite have the same like well I was towards the end of the tapering and I didn't have quite the same that kind of adrenaline boost of it's the race day mm-hmm. because it was absolutely fine on the day I, I didn't you know think this is horrible 20 minutes in that was a bit later in but um yeah for some reason I just really struggled with just a short 20 minute but I think I think part of that was because before the um bath half last time I was a little bit ill during that tapery week and so I think it was just the residue of not feeling on top form and Mm -hmm. that I was fine for the actual day
1: I think I was thinking about mm, yeah do you yeah the the feeling of being feeling a bit kind of um as though you're coming down with something in that week and that's, mm. that's really really super common and and sometimes it? it's because yeah and, and sometimes it's just because you're because of the the very long runs that you do there is actually a bit to do with you know, like your immunity being suppressed slightly there is also the kind of that sort of um you know you get to a christmas break and you yeah, get cold and you
0: always get a cold um yeah.
1: and there's, there's, end of term at school yeah
0: <laughs> as soon as the holiday would hit then you'd always get a cold yeah, yeah. I
1: think so there's there's uh, I'm sure there's much more scientific stuff to explain what that phenomena is but I think lots of people do get it
0: yeah I'm something to do with I imagine you are putting your body through a lot and you're training yourself to run like it's quite bonkers distances when you think about mm-hmm. it really isn't it yeah sometimes I see a sign on a on a like a road sign that will say 12 miles or something. And I'll be like, that's what I'm supposed to be doing next weekend. Yeah, <laughs> I know. It's so weird. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it's to somewhere that you're like, that's not near. Yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah, I think, I think sometimes, yeah, that maybe you've just, you've put your body through a lot and it's gone, right. Well, I don't have time mm-hmm. to feel any of this. And then it yeah. suddenly goes, Whoa, when you, when you have a, when you have a rest.
1: Yeah. But, maybe I just need to make sure I'm drinking lots of orange juice and I'm looking after so, myself during this that this is time. a good segue actually so there were, there were <clears> two <throat> things I wanted to talk to you about one of them was um the last time we chatted um I had left a bunch of stuff with you including uh, a couple of rest- resistance bands and um yeah. and that was to do with your strength training because that you can do a couple of well strength resistance bands are fantastic you can do like you just have to google them in terms of the types of exercises you can do but you can do. There, there's so many things you can do um mm-hmm. and they can just they can add a, like a percentage volume to your strength training that you just won't get from just using your body weight and um and they're so versatile plus you can just chuck them in a the back pocket they're really good for taking on holiday things like that mm-hmm. um and also that one thing I had to remember to try and say was that you don't have to get these from massive online retailers that I've noticed, for instance, that our local shop, which is John Moore Sports in Bath, they're selling them for like a few quid. Like all mm-hmm. independent shops sell these for, for very little money. They're, 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 um, it's a really good value item. And mm-hmm. for runners particularly really good workouts are things where you're working one leg at a time as opposed to both legs at the same time um and so a couple of good things particularly and and also the other thing that we need to work on um not us particularly runners particularly as a, as a mm. breed um is things like uh is core but also glute strength um, mm. and to make sure that you're doing that kind of separately so it's you know like i was talking to you about doing um single Step lunges and things like that, as opposed to a squat. That's a really great thing yeah. for a runner to do. But with a resistance band, what you can do is you can have that um, uh, kind of pull it up your legs so it's kind of just above your knees, get down into mm-hmm. a squat position, and then do kind of it's ungainly, um, but, but then do crab yeah. walks across. <laughs> your your sitting room while you're watching below deck and then crab walk yeah. slowly backwards so you lead with one leg re- lead with your right then lead with your left and sort of do that a few times and you'll really really feel that um and the, the side yeah. of your legs and your bum um inside thighs it's, it's a lovely one and the other one that they would always get me to do because of uh what particular injury did I have then I can't remember what injury I had but it was also with <laughs> clamshells again not to be done mm. in front of anyone it's it's almost obscene um but are they the sort of lying on your side and opening your yeah yes exactly so you lie on mm-hmm. your side with your knees bent put the resistance band again just above your knees keep your ankles together okay. and then open your knees up um it's sort of like having a sideways smear test i think <laughs> it's, it's that kind of it's essentially <laughs> that's what you're doing isn't it when the nurse very lovely you know the lovely nurse says yeah, they open your knees dear and you go oh, okay it's that but on your side and all women will know what I'm talking about so you do that <laughs> and that's amazing for your glutes and a ama- mate mm-hmm. just absolutely fantastic so that's a great one quite easy to do in front of the telly as well um but yeah but, you know and you will, also be hilarious laughing. for anybody looking in the window absolutely hilarious yeah <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> but I think it's I think those are um it's funny the different body parts that I found have been my weakest because I haven't really done kind of full body strength training Mm -hmm. for a really really long time and um I find that bizarrely um, I don't know whether this there is any science in this whatsoever but legs and bum because I'm quite I'm quite chunky in the legs and bum department (laughs) I feel like they they're sort of superhuman and I can do loads of squats and things and then anything with my arms and shoulders and like core and stuff I just sort of become a pathetic mess and I can't reach up my arm for the next three
1: days or whatever oh I think that's uh, that's definitely I think lots of women will will um be feeling that as well I think I think Mm. um I, ho- I hope I'm not just the only other woman in the entire world that's just going to go yeah me too to that because yeah. um I feel like I have sparrow wrists um you know yes. press ups a are, are difficult and and also painful um mm, anything like a shoulder really press sore. my god my shoulders you know that yeah really really painful um, yeah
0: I've been like directly pummeling my shoulders with a massage gun afterwards and that's mm. the only way that I can sort of not be achy for days yeah but I have realised that my joints are, are pathetic for, in the upper body department. Sparrow wrists, sparrow, sparrow shoulders, the thing? I, I, they are now. Wren mm. mm. wings <laughs> Ren- of, <laughs> of, of a sort of upper body.
1: That's how I Humble feel. Hummingbird kind of yeah. lats or something. Hummingbird yeah. on the top.
0: Yeah. Rhinoceros on the bottom.
1: <laughs> mm. Oh. Yeah, that's that's not great. <laughs> it's not a it? nice image, is it? But that's how I feel. Holly, <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, uh, <laughs> I know.
0: <laughs> I'm sure anybody listening in must be thinking I'm the most attractive woman.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, but what? But I, yeah, so, it is. So, so, um doing a terrible segue, but there was a segue because mm-hmm. you mentioned orange juice because I wanted to talk about the strength training. Oh yeah, um, but also nutrition slightly. Um, which I think we're gonna come back to again because it needs it needs a podcast all by itself. Um, because okay. nutrition is drink and food. Um, but just before I get to that, just to reiterate, so if you if you carry on doing your strength training two or three times a week, that'd be fantastic. Mm. Um and what we did um out of sight of the podcast is I sent Holly some additional exercises, which I'll list at the bottom in the show notes for here. Um, which were kind of single mm. leg lunges. And I can't remember what else I told you to do. Oh, side planks. And I was I was quite mean, I think. Yeah, um, I've been yeah, putting sorry. off the side plank. Yeah, maybe not. Um, so yeah, yeah, you can you I'll, can I'll give it a crack. But. Yeah, well, any any plank is is good. So mm-hmm. um, yeah. Okay. So we carry on doing that. You've got your long run. You're doing your two runs during the week, the the sort of technical and kind of easy-ish one. Um, mm-hmm. And so yeah, nutrition, uh, thorny subject um i know i don't know why i've been dreading this well it's so personal it's so personal Mm -hmm. and when i first started doing half marathons like a ridiculously long time ago now um embarrassingly so um i would not drink or eat a thing so i would just go around not doing any of that um Mm. and i think like when i was in my training runs i would do things not dissimilar to what I think you've done before, which is like bury a bottle of water somewhere and find it on my way back. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Which is not about... Bad... I a
0: Lucozade in somebody's <laughs> big old bin outside. Yeah, I do, exactly. I've done that before. <laughs> yeah,
1: it, I, I think it's, it's a good strategy. Um, yeah. But now, I guess, now that I know a bit better than I did then, I know how important it is to to sort of drink regularly and often but I also know that nutrition in terms of kind of eating on the go for a half marathon mm. and below isn't massively important, but only if you sort of get used to it. So, And it's all about stuff you're used to. What you don't want to do is do something new mm. on the day that you do your half marathon, because what you don't want to do is poo yourself mid-race. So, yeah, <laughs> that's,
0: that's kind of That's, most the, important yeah, that's thing. the only goal, really, isn't it? It's <laughs> just try and do it without... <laughs> Yeah, without, without spoiling
1: yourself your somehow.
0: Yeah, without uh,
1: spoiling yourself. <laughs> <laughs> that's the only girl. So I reckon, yeah. so I still think that a hydration pack, if possible, is really good, only because it keeps you hands free. And usually with a okay. hydration pack, like a little backpack, and I've got a really cheap one from Decathlon. Um, I, I find it useful just because of the amount of bits and pieces I can put in there for, like, you know, like tissues, for instance, just in case. You know, the worst happens, which so far, touch wood, it has not. Um, but it means I can—I've got my water in there, I've got my phone in there. I don't have to wear an armband, band. Mm. Um, you know, keys, all that kind of stuff is all tucked away in. Is this it plaque. light? It's it incredibly light. Mm. Incredibly light. It clicks together, sort of across my boobs. It acts as kind of more, yet more kind of boobage support, which is quite useful yeah, as well. Good.
0: I always need more boobage support
1: well i think yeah this this is nice and then i have this hydration pack like you know like a camelback at the back mm. of the tube that comes round. but i have had to practice loads with it just to get the right thing in there i and i if it's a longer run particularly if it's a sunny run um i'd put in some um some precision hydration um salt some kind of electrolytes in yeah so it just tastes like squash then
0: you gave um, me some in my pack of of and goodies. Good yeah, yes. they're in
1: there. So you can Because the that. other day,
0: Doug picked them up and he was like, "What are these?"
1: Yeah, I know it makes you feel like a totally kind of professional athlete. I you know. Have some,
0: um... I felt really smug, being like, "Sorry, can, that's my nutrition."
1: <laughs> exactly, it's not my food. <laughs> Those nutrition. are my electrolytes lights, actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and what you can do if you run out. You can always just have some squash with a little bit of salt in there and it will do roughly the same thing. And that that makes me feel better because then it means that I do run with gels, but I wouldn't necessarily take one on until about the six or seven mile mark. Um, And then I'd have one. um, So I'm kind of I'm getting ahead of myself, as I always do with these things. Gels is something I would not recommend you run with unless you have practiced with them, because they can make your tummy feel funny, particularly if you don't read the labels carefully enough and they might include things like caffeine or Mm -hmm. or they might have additional electrolytes um but they can they can make your tummy go a bit weird if you're not used to them and lots of people have problems with with gels so i think for a half marathon the most important thing to think about nutrition wise is what you eat before you go and what you eat after and you need to think about Mm -hmm. that particularly with your training runs as well so um and the easiest way around, I think there are loads of loads of theories and loads of techniques, but carbs before protein after is quite a nice kind of easy thing to do. So, mm-hmm. um, I am happy with my longer runs to have something, I've, something like a banana, maybe really? half an hour before I go for a run. If it's a really long run, um, you know, thirteen plus miles, then I would have. Like an oat cake with peanut butter on it, as well. Okay. Um, lots of people love porridge, but it's that kind of it's carbohydrate, sort of a slight, a slow release kind of nice, good carb thing, and something that you know that your stomach is is happy with. So a, your usual breakfast is usually fine. Yeah. Don't overthink it, but give yourself I'm half an so hour. So
0: rubbish. So uh, I don't. I'm I'm really really bad at eating in the morning, mm-hmm. and um. I don't, I don't have a usual breakfast anymore. Like I've got so out of the habit that I just tend to not have anything till lunch. Mm -hmm. And if I'm starving or hungover, then I'll probably have some toast. Yeah. But, um, I don't tend to, to have anything until, um, until lunchtime. And I think that's why it's been, I've been thinking about it a lot is because I just feel like maybe I might be missing something by not, fueling before those runs because it's just something I have n- I've never done.
1: i would definitely um, but... definitely consider it and I would definitely think mm-hmm. about it in your um think about I ju- I just think you, it's it's a good idea to think about what you're eating during the week as well. It, particularly in the weeks leading up to the half because that's when we can start thinking about doing a bit of carb loading and all that kind of all the lovely bit mm-hmm. basically, you know, sit around and eat baked potatoes for a week. It's just, you know, it's really nice. Yeah. Um what i what i find and again again this is deeply personal but what i found really works is to like absolutely carb load massively a couple of nights before a big race and something as simple as a bit of toast if you're used to having toast then have toast and particularly toast which is white bread uh, before a run is unlikely to kind of upset your your tummy very much yeah Mm -hmm. Um, so just toast and butter something that you can get down you but give yourself a, a good depending on how much taste you give yourself, you know, like one thin slice half an hour before you go, is fine, you know, but if you're going to have a couple of slices with loads of peanut butter, then you'd want an hour or so. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I would play around with it, but definitely before your next, like, I don't know, before your next big run, mm-hmm. just try and have that. Cause it will make the last few miles easier if you have energy in you to kind of get through them basically. Yeah.
0: I think, I think a banana or something would be I think I might I might just, I might start with a banana mm-hmm. and a cup of tea I usually have a cup of tea before I go
1: yeah um classic, yeah
0: and um, but yeah I think if I have an accompanying banana with my cup of tea then I'm not it's not a huge amount to write home about is it it's not a huge undertaking forcing myself to eat one banana before I before yeah. I run and, and um, you could I'm always the have- impression as well that I don't eat food I am a huge carb queen I just like to go <laughs> running in the morning and then yeah. have four large pizzas when I get home that's my preferred method rather than having food.
1: well before. I must admit like during the week when I run during the week it's it's before it's before school and before work and so I don't eat before I run uh in the early mornings at all but then I'm not mm. doing anything more than four miles more, sometimes five at an absolute yeah. push so it's just it's really i i focus massively on that that long run and just make sure that that you that you have fuel inside you for, especially for the first mm. sort of six miles um and do you do you ever eat anything while you're running or no not i yet? don't think
0: i ever have i've um uh, last time at about this point uh, i think when they started to get sort of seven eight miles and longer I would, uh, that's when I'd start my classic move. So I'd run, I'd make sure that there was like a Sainsbury's or something other supermarkets are available. Um, and I would get, <laughs> I would get a, um, a Lucasade or a something that, like an energy drinky thing mm-hmm. and hide it in an unsuspecting person's front garden. Yeah.
1: Um,
0: and then I'd go off and do the other bit of my run. That would usually be the two tunnels. So mm. I would kind of leave towny area and go off and do my little bit and then run back into town and grab my Lucasaid and that would be as far as I would go I don't think I've, I've I've never used a gel I remember you once giving me a caffeine strip thing
1: oh yeah
0: um because I complained about the fact that I was like oh I didn't run this morning so I've got to run when I get home from work and I really can't be bothered and I'm tired and you were like have this and
1: I, <laughs> <laughs> I remember
0: I, yeah. I'm not a um a caffeine. I, I wasn't. I now drink about six cups of tea a day from working from home. But before that, I don't drink coffee or anything, so I didn't really consume very much caffeine. And I was being really scared because I got home and I showed it to Doug, and he was like, "You don't, you don't have caffeine. You're going to immediately crap your pants." <laughs> and so I licked it once, and then I got scared. <laughs> <laughs> and that was what happened with that caffeine strip my friend I think Doug used the rest of them instead of oh, coffee
1: I love them <laughs> yeah they're, they're revies, mm. and I I have them before a long run just I do fight I do but I drink coffee a lot and so uh, yeah you're, you're never, really
0: good at caffeine I'm not
1: <laughs> I don't know if I'm good at it I'm very good at drinking it, but I <laughs> um I certainly I miss it so if I'm running like if i've got a long run at the weekend and i'm doing kind of you know more than two hours it means and i i only like to drink caffeine in the morning like a good girl Mm. so i find that i that that a whole morning has gone and i'll come back and it's like midday and i'm like oh i haven't had a cup of coffee so i don't know there's something about it. i don't know how much of a um sort of psychosomatic boost it gives me but i certainly like to just have one just as i'm setting out the door. Uh, kind of in lieu of I mean you have a cup of tea so it's exactly Mm. the same thing basically yeah
0: I think that gives me enough caffeine that I need I think Mm. um I I don't know why I think I feel a bit weird I mean I tell you what actually asking about eating during um during the run I was going to bring this up today Mm. I um I was thinking about the actual day the the half marathon day and whether there are going to be any things that are a bit I, I reckon we'll talk about this, I'm sure more before the actual day, but is there anything that's going to be really strange, it being virtual rather than the typical event? And one thing that I was like, I will really miss that are the people giving out jelly babies. That's the first yeah. time I'd eaten something during a run, and I didn't notice that make my tummy funny or anything. Well if that so maybe, make you- maybe jelly babies are the way. Maybe I'll try yeah, that.
1: It could be a strategy. I mean, uh, I think that's, it can seem like this uncharted territory energy gels, but they are Mm. just basically sweets in gel form. Yeah. You know, sometimes they have extra bits and pieces in there. There can be, like I said, caffeine, there can be electrolytes in there. There can be all sorts of business going on there. But, but the difference between an energy gel and the inside of a jelly baby is, is, you know, there's, there's a lot of shared DNA. And yeah um, yeah, a a jelly baby if you're happy to kind of slow down to a a walking pace and and eat a couple of jelly babies that will have exactly the same effect I would I would practice definitely Mm. practice just in case um and and if you're going to start doing it it's worth thinking strategically about it in the way that you'd think strategically about walking so you know uh, Think to yourself. Well, I'm going to take kind of eight jelly babies with me. Say if that's that seems quite mean, but say you get, you had eight jelly babies. like you know have two mm. at the sort of six mile mark, then two more at the eight mile mark, and then two more at the ten mile mark. And what I find that actually seems like a, a good amount of jelly babies. Yeah. It, it, well, I think mm. what's what's lovely about that is that then it breaks down the race as well because that's how I use gels and that's how like the London Marathon for me, mm. uh, the virtual one was achievable because as soon as you put gel in it uh, gels in it as soon as that's in the equation um you start breaking down the distance into Mm -hmm. when am I having my next one yeah am I having my next one and you know and how long is that going to take me so I, I usually take about a mile to take in a gel I take I just have little bits as I go along and then and then it's only two miles until I and have, so have the next one. one yeah, know? so it's that kind of thing. And suddenly it's like it's breaking down these huge distances into kind of twenty, thirty-minute yeah. chunks, and it makes it so much easier.
0: I think that solves my other problem that I was thinking about in terms of the difference between a virtual event and a physical event. In I was worrying is each mile going to feel quite an anticlimax because my previous experience was every mile there were people there cheering us on and yeah. we ran for Bath Minds. So we had we did. a yeah. bunch of people waving out the bus for us and it was lovely. And I mm-hmm. felt so supported all the way around. Huge massive signs saying every time you've reached your next mile and and I was thinking, is that gonna be a bit a bit anticlimactic? But honestly Having a having a jelly baby is all I need really to commemorate. (laughs) It's the climax you need. That's all I. That's enough.
1: So there we go. We're almost there. Holly and I have just one more long run to crack, which I'm sure will be fine. And then we're firmly into tapering territory, which I'm hugely looking forward to. I've asked Holly to continue her strength training or to at least do some, and I changed up a few of her exercises to do in front of the telly just so she wasn't getting bored. You can do these two if you like. Meanwhile, we're running three or four times a week, mostly three, made up of our increasing long run, a technical run and an easy run. So the exercises I changed are, um, I changed a plank to a side plank. So this is uh, forearm to feet. Make sure that your body is in one straight line and that you keep your head and neck in a straight line as well. This is harder than a normal plank on both arms. So start by holding for about 20 seconds and build up to 45 seconds or a minute if you can on each side. We've also included tricep dips, so that's sitting on the edge of a chair, placing your hands on the edge of the chair to take your weight and then shift your body off the edge. To start with, keep your knees above your ankles and as you progress, move your feet slightly further away. Then don't move anything apart from your arms and bend your elbows while taking your weight and then push slowly back up so that they're straight. Look online if you're unsure of the technique or you don't feel anything working. Do 10 very slow ones. Then instead of squats, we've introduced single leg lunges. Stand tall, take a huge step forward with one leg, lower your body so that your back knee almost touches the floor, push back off the front leg to stand tall again and then switch legs. Keep your body upright at all times. You can progress this by holding a weight to your chest or wearing a backpack full of books. Do 10 of these each side good luck with these and with your training. Let us know how you're getting on and Holly and I will update you just before we do our half in a couple of weeks time. Excited! This episode was recorded over Zoom. The editor and composer was David Newman and my mic is the podcast pro from Sontronics. Please hit like and subscribe that way you won't miss the next episode. And don't forget to head to shop.womensrunning.co.uk and enter WRPOD at the checkout to get your exclusive 35% discount off Women's Running membership. You'll get the magazine, free access to digital back issues, a free month subscription to MoveGB, Move at Home, discounts on merchandise and magazines, and loads more besides. Come and join Women's Running. We'd love to have you with us. Happy running.